Welcome back to the Get Smart With Money podcast. I'm your host, Dana Hernandez. I was born and raised in the San Francisco Bay Area and worked at a grocery store for almost 10 years. Back then, I didn't know what I should have been doing with the money I was making, but if I had, things would be a lot different for me. Luckily, being a financial planner now in life, I'm getting myself on track, and now I'm on a mission to help others get ahead financially too. I know the struggles, and I'm in this with you. Thank you, and enjoy the show. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Get Smart With Money podcast. Today, we have a very special guest. His name is Zach Tillily. He is an international keynote speaker, an empowerment coach, business strategist, and author. Thank you for being here today, Zach. Thank you, Dana, for having me. I really appreciate the uh, invite. I'm humbled to be uh, a guest you podcast. Awesome. Thank you so much. Um, so we met last October in California at a speaking event, just by chance, and your speech on stage was very powerful and it's definitely a story of resilience. And like I was saying, my podcast is one of the topics that we cover is resilience. So I would love if you could share your story, um, however short or long or detailed or however you want to share it, but it was just so powerful and it's a very rare occurrence like this doesn't really ever happen to anybody. So the fact that you have overcome it is so impressive. You know, uh, thank you. Uh, you, you. You have to be careful what you ask for. You got to be careful what you wish for. My story, <laughs> I can drag it for months and weeks, but okay. So now I'll, uh, so look, you, you know, the reason, the reason we, we, we talk about our stories, it's, it's not because we want to sell our stories, it's because we want to share them. And why we want to share a story is, because if you lived it, somebody else perhaps lived similar story, worse or less. And but usually people are not vocal about it. Uh, I'm fortunate enough to be vocal about my story because I realize the benefit of sharing it with, with, with a lot of people out there that you know were in my shoes or felt what I felt growing up. Obviously, growing up in the northern African country in between hills and mountains in the middle of nowhere. The age of 10 years old, you know, not to, not to go to really, really deep details. At the age of 10, I lost both of my parents. Uh, this is like overnight. Nobody expects to be an orphan in seconds. I, I went to school early in the morning at 8 o'clock. I had both parents that loved me and hugged me and kissed me. And two and a half hours later, I had a mother that was brutally murdered. And, I had, and a father was also gone. At those moments of your life, and you find yourself out of shock. You know, no one can explain the, the the trauma. No one can. There is no book that can explain on right the pain or the traumatic events or or, or the feeling of a ten years old during the, those moments. So you look around and you'll find yourself not only you live in a live in a traumatic event, but you, you look around to see who's who's going to pick you up, who's going to lift you. You know, my, my oldest brother was 17 years old. I was 10. My oldest brother needed somebody to lift him up and stuff. So we didn't really have anybody to lift us up because if they decided to lift us up, that means they're going to have to take the responsibility of taking care of five children. Nobody wanted the responsibility. So the easy way out was just to let them rot them, let them fend off for themselves. 
in a short period of time, became a homeless orphan. Uh, I walked to school bare feet. I stole tuna cans for a, to eat. Uh, I walked to school wearing pants that are wet because, you know, we lived in a house with doors and no windows, no electricity or water. So that was when it rained and you got wet with the pants, you only have a pair, one pair of pants. If, if, if your pants were wet today, you have to wear them the next morning to school and there, were, there was no way to dry, and especially wintertime. Summertime, you're lucky because you just hang them outside. So, and an event, that, that is an interesting event one day that just I remember vividly, and this is what you know, I can never heal from, is, is the day that my brother was uh, trying to get us some yogurt, trying to buy us some yogurt, but we had to also find ourselves trying to steal food. And then he was, he, he, he was being chased. When he was being chased, he fell down and broke his arm. So now, yeah, now that not only we were hungry, now we're hungry and a broken arm. Imagine only how much more that added to the wound already. Yeah. And then as you keep looking around, there is nothing left. So you decide that, you know, perhaps it's, it's not worth living anymore. There is no reason to live anymore because everything that you need as a, as a child, the simplest necessities of life is your parents are gone. Food and water are the simplest of the simplest are also not available for you because you already got labeled by the society that you, you, you're not worth living. And we had the choice to make. It's just to give up and surrender to the outside voices of whisper and or the internal voices of whisper. Because adversity had come and it came with such a force. It came with such a force that I mean, a mountain couldn't withstand the, 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 the magnitude and the power of this adversity. But that's when faith kicks in. That's when faith really kicked in so fast. And, and I found myself telling myself that, you know, you have to keep going. And I had two choices. Accept my adversity as my wheels to surrender, crumble, quitting, failing, giving up. Or simply grab it by the horn and make it my wings to success. So I said, nope. When I hit rock bottom, you look around, there is nowhere to go but where. Ah, I decided that regardless of what I've seen, what I've lived, and my brother and I looked at each other and we said to each other, it can't get any worse. Most both parents walked their feet and stole for a living hungry and thirsty, this is just the norm for us. What else can come our way that's going to stop us from continuing to move forward? Nothing. That's the, that's the day we became nothing intentionally. That's the day we realize that which, by choice, we became nothing. Because when you become nothing, you feel nothing. When you feel nothing, you don't worry about your surrounding anymore. We're going to make it somehow. We're going to persevere. We're going to continue. Because we owed it to ourselves. We owed it to ourselves. I owed it to myself. I, I, you know, I fought my way through school, even though I was rejected plenty of times. I fought myself through school. I made it to school. I made it to college. And at the end of college, you know, I decided to say, I'm going to apply for a visa to the United States of America. Everybody laughed at me. Everybody laughed at me. You crazy, man. This kid that walked bare feet, stole tuna can, this cat, cat, guy that has no one to care for, is really going to go to the land of the free home of the brave? 
But again, that's the dream that I had. Because inside, in my heart, I knew I was the one. I knew I, my dream was bigger than their doubts. I knew my dream was bigger than my adversity. I knew my dream was mine and mine alone, and I dictate how I live it. Little did I know, I submitted to a visa United States, and I forgot about it. In a way, in such a way, I actually believed the outside voices of whisper. I thought it's not going to happen. I thought, you know what, they are right. You should dream smaller than what you than this dream, Zach. You know, you should dream about getting some nicer shoes and some nicer pants and go maybe to some decent, better college. You're dreaming to go to the United States of America to have the American dream. So I almost gave up on that dream after I submitted my paperwork. That's when God proved me wrong. Not only, not only that I was approved to come to the United States, my visa interview that's required was waived. They never saw me one on one. Oh, wow. I never walked into the embassy. <laughs> That's when I realized, I swear to God, that day, Dana, that day I said, wow. But these many years, for the last 10 years since I lost my mom and my dad, for the last 10 years, the world decided to send its judgment upon us. Little did they know that God has his final say-so in the matter. And his final say-so was not only that I'm, 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 I'm getting you out of this environment where you struggled and you suffered. I've made you go through this in purpose. You were destined to live and be scarred because the next mission, what I'm sending you next, is much bigger. And what you've gone through is just another way to get you ready for yet to come. Made it to the States. Made it to the States. Obviously, you know, we, you know, we all talk about the American dream, thought, you know, life is going to be great. It's all good. The American dream, everything is going to be handed to me. Nope. Had a lot of work, and that's why that's why it amazes me when I see a lot of people taking advantage of the so-called the American dream. It, 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 people have everything they need, but they're not taking it really seriously. They they taking advantage of it. You know, people have the potential to be anything they want, but they simply yeah. not not really using using it to the to, to their benefit and and living their life to the fullest. Because you know, hey. You know, it's, we have it all. So, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, they think they're, they, they're entitled instead of them fighting for it and coming yeah. in here. And I had to, and I had to start from scratch. I have to start my life. I clean ditches. I clean bathroom. I pick, I clean urine. I picked up trash for years. And to make the story short, years, I, years passed by, I joined the car business. I'm somebody that never owned a bicycle in his life. Now I'm selling cars, I'm picking up trash to become a detail pot salesman in the company manager of the company, top finance manager of the company, top finance director of the company, wow. highest paying finance director in the city, if not the state, perhaps the country, own my own business, married to the most amazing wife for 21 years that she met, she met me as a, as a little boy and she made a man out of me, you know, I'm blessed mm -hmm. with two amazing, beautiful children. But this is just the beginning because I realized the day that when I was called and I said, your visa was waived and God I felt that the Almighty God said, I'm not done with you yet. You're destined for a lot more. I believe in my heart that I have a lot more to accomplish. And with the blessing of God, there is nothing that's going to come my way now to interrupt that well-oiled machine. Because you can bring anything my way now. You're not going to stop me. You're going to bring death at me. I've seen it. I felt it. I lived it. My mom was dead next to me. I grabbed her by the arm. I, I know that. You're going to bring hunger and thirst and sickness and whatever loneliness, uh, cold, hot, desperate, scared, terrified, I've seen it all. So 
that there is nothing you can bring my way that's going to interrupt this well-oiled machine that I've worked perfect over the last almost 23 years of my career in the United States of America. And uh, I just urge everyone that's really stuck in the past or everyone they give up on their life is to find a purpose for their life. You know, what's, what's, I had the purpose. My purpose is to, to find a better version of myself. My purpose was to make sure that I live the way I wanted to live, to live my worth, not let the world dictate what my worth was. Value in myself. I didn't expect value from others. I valued myself. Yes. So, uh, that's my story, you know. I mean, like I said, if I, if I keep talking about it, then now I'm a motivational speaking. Why did they join the motivational speaking business? I didn't do the motivational speaking business because I wanted, uh, I wanted fame or, or or to grow my finances. I wanted to do it because I wanted to help people find a better version of themselves, like I found a better version of myself. And I still, I'm still working on finding a better version of myself because you get better every day. And I want people to know that they need to find the logical version of themselves, work for it, put a plan, you know, don't let adversity be the reason why they stop. Adversity is nothing but a but a, but a reason to keep going and a setback is nothing but a feedback. And, you know, when life lets you down, you know, try landing on your back. Because as long as you can look up, you can get up. Let your reasons take you. That's less wrong. Right. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I love what you said also are you going to succumb to the outside whispers or the inside whisper? You have to always go with your inside whisper. Who cares what other people think? If you know it in your heart that you're meant for more, there's nothing else that you need to answer except to that. That's right. You know, there is a, you know, between Dana, between the inside voices of doubts and whispers and the outside voices of doubts and whisper, that is a difference. The difference is the internal voices of whispers and doubt, they're actually much stronger. Oh, yeah. And there is an African proverb that says, if there is no enemy within, the enemy from outside can do us no harm. No one can stop you or can stop me except you and me. No one has control over your destiny other than God and yourself. No one. They're all whispers. They're all whispers. And we have to figure a way to have that belief and have that relentlessness and have that, that overcoming mentality and the willingness to just go get it. It's just, yeah, it's very it's hard. It's possible. But when it's done, it's It is hard going with what you really want when you're getting so much pushback all the time. But I don't know you, I feel like we all want to make choices. We all want the freedom of choice, you know? So that is the American dream to have choices. And you're right that a lot of people I have seen myself a lot of people that immigrate to this country, they have more drive. They don't take the American dream for granted. They work their ass off for it. And a lot of people that are born here, me, I've seen so many people that are born Americans and they just kind of leisurely go about what they want to do. And even if they have a calling, they kind of do it leisurely. And I'm kind of talking about myself too. <laughs> So it's just a different drive that I've seen because I have a lot of teammates in the financial industry that are from Thailand 
and they're all making so much money and I'm on the team with them watching them make all this money right now and I haven't made as much as them. <laughs> you know, it's so funny I, you say that when, when people, people don't understand that the necessities that we have, the simple necessities of life here, heaven, an apartment, a car, insurance, a cell phone. If you ask someone if you have these, are you happy? He says, no, that's just, that's just the basics. These are actually luxuries for more than 70, 80% of the rest of the world. People, because since they're not open to the outside world, they're not helping themselves by reading and learning about other countries. If someone was to see, man, I, I'm, I have, I have a car. I live in a peaceful country. I have a home. I have a job. I have money for gas. I mean, I live. I have food and water. My kids are taken care of. They go to daycare. And you see someone across the world on a different land walking bare feet to school, having one meal every three days, cars and, and bikes are unheard of. People have to be exposed to that for them to value what they have here. But they're yeah. so blind to the outside world, they think this is just not enough. This, they think the rest of the world is living just the way they're living. And as a matter of fact, most average and successful people in America think that everybody else is better than them. Little did they know, that majority of people are actually worse than what you are. If today, if 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 you if you behind your car payment today, I guarantee you, that out of millions, that just actually that just had their vehicles repoed, not just behind on payment. Right. But again, because we want to always look at the shiny objects and replace what what other people have, we forget that but the people that don't have anything are much more fortunate than they are. You know. Yes, I know. I always try and remind myself. Like, there's always people in worse situations. Yeah. Like, you just get so stuck. And that's partly why I haven't made as much money with this company or helped as many families as I want to yet, because I've just been stuck in my own shit. And I need to just step away, like, take a step back from it, yeah. because I have to remember, I'm not in a bad situation. There's always worse things. That's on the, that's when, when you realize that that's the first step, Dana. When, yeah. when, when you find these, when when you tell yourself, you know what, hey, I, I'm good. You know, I'm good, and I can get better. Yes. I'm grateful for what I'm what I'm today, and it, it makes it makes the journey much easier and much smoother and and, and worthwhile. You know? Yeah, and it's way more fulfilling because I want to help people with their money because I know what it feels like to be in debt. It does not feel good. <laughs> no. So that's why I'm my coaching program's coming out very soon here. I'm gonna start helping people finally with their money and my money should be improving at the same time and it's just gonna be so great and fulfilling and I'm so excited. Good I'm for excited. You. Good for you. Thanks. Yeah, just I would love to make new friends too, because why not? You know? Absolutely, yeah. You're the it's it's good, you know. It's it's good. It's good to uh, network. It's good to have people around. Uh, sometimes in life, like I've said many times in the past, sometimes you find yourself in a success journey. You find yourself alone. Sometimes it's okay, but yeah. but 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 it's much better when you're surrounded by people who actually give you some feedback and support you and push you forward. And and you have to be willing to immediately cut off any unnecessary relationship. Anything right. that's not going to move you forward, please. 
Exactly. Get rid of the and, toxic uh, people. You you have to because if you don't, your life will be toxic. You never achieve greatness. You will never get your potential because mm -hmm. you're always going to be worth thinking about what what if. Yeah. What are they going to think about me? You know, That's... think about it. If you're rich, if you're rich, they're going to talk about you. If you're poor, they're going to talk about you. If somebody is slim and skinny, they're going to talk about them. Yeah. Somebody is fat, they're going to talk about them. So no matter good looking, bad looking, rich, poor, somebody's always saying something about you. But who cares? Who cares? You're not everybody's cup of tea. <laughs> exactly. Who pays your bills by the end of the month? Nobody gets sick on your behalf, right? Right. Nobody pays for your mortgage. Nobody cares about our payment. Nobody says, hey, don't worry about it, Dana. You're going through the surgery. I'm going to do it for you. I'm going to take, I'm going to go to surgery on your behalf. Nobody does that, right? <laughs> Put on your own. Think about it. Yeah. Think about it. I had somebody work. I'm going to give you a true story. This, this happened to me a few years ago. I said, well, one of the guys that worked for me, and then he said, he goes, I don't understand the mentality they have, but you simply don't care about what people think. He asked me flat out because I've always said, you know, I, I, that, that, I, I don't really care about it. And I don't say it in an arrogant way. I'm like, that's really irrelevant. That's, that's what I'm trying to say. And he goes, you know, that's the first thing you always say. I said, because every time I said it, there is a reason behind it. I said, I pay my mortgage. I take care of my family. I take care of my brother. I take care of my wife. I take care of my children. I take my own medicine. I get when I'm depressed, I'm the one depressed. When I'm sick, I'm the one sick. When you decide to do all of that for me, I'll care. He looked at me <laughs> and said, oh, I, I never saw it that way. I said, well, you have to see it that way. So we have to stop thinking and worry about what people think because successful people don't care. A successful exactly. person would walk outside wearing a $5 shirt. He doesn't care about what you think about him. He doesn't care what you think about his the, the $5 shirt because by the time you're done with your shift, He's flying on a $175 million jet. Exactly. Yet he's wearing a $5 shirt. He doesn't care. Why should I? You know, that's the mentality so we have to change. You know, that's the mentality yeah. we have to change. And, so and it goes true. back to debt. You, you know, so we were talking something about debt, right? Mm -hmm. You know why most people are in debt? Really? First of all, it's a choice. Yeah. Make no mistake. Number two is because I, what else are they going to think about me? I have to. I mean, they just bought a new truck. I have to buy one just like this. You follow me? I mean, they just went to this vacation. Oh my God, they went to this vacation in Cancun. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna go on vacation with my friends again. Yeah, for some people, but they it went is to this restaurant. Like this that. birthday, they've done this amazing birthday. I have to be in this. I have to do it the same. So, because we want to live based on other people's standard mm -hmm. and impressing and, people. Yes. Mm -mm. By the end of the day, and people until now, people don't know the difference between wants and needs. I'm in the car business, right? Right. Somebody wants to buy a car. He has a construction company. He needs a truck. He must have a truck because that's what he carries his equipment. Somebody lives in a one-bedroom apartment. He wants to have the exact same truck. Why you need that truck? You know what that's going to lead, right? This truck payment, this debt, plus insurance, plus gas, plus other responsibilities, plus additional warranties, plus, plus, plus. That's yeah. just one item. Now this becomes, I want. Exactly. The first guy with the construction company, it's a need. You still don't know the difference. It's need wants plus needs. And by the end of the day, like I said, we're stuck in a big hole called debt with capital D and capital T. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Luckily, I wasn't one to like try and show off 
I just, I didn't understand the whole concept of like how credit cards really worked. And I didn't understand the whole concept of like how many, when you finance something, you have payments. So I didn't realize the whole concept of like all these payments add up to different things, you know? So this is now my job to teach people <laughs> the repercussions of all these different payments you're paying to people. People, you know, the, 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 here is the issue in this country. Problem is there are no repercussions when somebody is past due, and somebody charges off an account. There are no repercussions. Other countries, people go to prison, and I'm not saying we, that we should. By no means, I'm just giving you examples only. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I want you to know, Dana, that the majority of people that are in debt, and eventually the debt causes credit to be ruined, and find themselves with having bad credit, and then going through bankruptcy. These individuals, they actually plan that. What do, what I mean? Okay, let me give you an example. Someone knows based on my income, I qualify for $500 a month. All of my gas and water and electricity, my credit card payment, that's all I can do. But they extend themselves to $700, $800. And they know, okay, I know that I, I max out on my $500. But because I want this so much, I'm going to push myself to my limit. It's called people buying on excitement. Because when you buy something new, the excitement, the adrenaline is so amazing, you're not thinking about the consequences, right? Now, in one, one single event, you extended yourself by two or $300. You might think it's nothing because, oh, you know what? I'm going to see if this month I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a little bit tight on my budget. Six months later, you needed a new mattress. You extended yourself. Nine months later, you needed a ring to propose to a significant other. You extended yourself. You wanted to go to the nicer vacation. You put yourself on another credit card there. And then you keep saying, oh, you know what? Because now I'm saving on this one. I'm going to. The adding up, we're not looking at how, how it's adding up, right? When it adds up to it, when it's maxed, the first thing we do is let's see which one can I let go. I'm going to charge off this. I'm going to charge off this. I'm going to charge off this. Now, I don't call these people with debt. I call them the luckiest of humans on earth because they take advantage of the financial system we have where they can. And again, I'm talking about the individual that specifically mm -hmm. decided to incur debt with the mindset that I'm not going to pay it. I'm going to pay it for a little bit as much as I can, take advantage of it, but eventually I'm going to charge this off. And I'm not talking about the other individuals that have life adversities is going to come their way. Something happened in their life, divorce, uh, loss of a job, loss of life, sickness. They find themselves, they have no choice but to put themselves in debt. I'm not, those are, those are the exception to the rule and my heart goes out to those because if you ask me how I can help those, I wish I could. I can't when, when you were all of a sudden stuck with $40,000 in medical bills and you have to charge off all of your cards. Yeah. It's, this is, this is different. See, that's one reason that I sell life insurance because there's so much money that you can use from your policy to help with medical expenses. So you don't have to dig into your savings and your retirement and stuff. So it's a huge thing that we really sell to people because of that, because you can't plan for when you're going to get sick. Nope. You know, that's the best way you can prepare at least. As much as you can, yeah. 
Yeah. We, we have to be smart. We have to be smart with what we want. We have to, we have to, we have to live for ourselves. And I personally, ever since I came to the States, and I can only speak on, based on my personal experience, I've, I've seen the shiny object. I've seen all the shiny objects. I've seen the, when I met my wife, I had the Mighty Six Camaro with no AC. <laughs> but when, but when she met me, I was the top salesman of the dealership. Driving the 96 Camaro with no AC. I made the decision that I have mm -hmm. a, I have a little bit of a bigger dream than to worry about what car I'm going to drive now. Right. I decided. So the decision to be in debt, the decision to incur debt, the decision to be debt free is hours and hours only. Yes. Because you can't tell, you, you can't say, well, these, this guy is just built different. No, we're not built different. We're all the same, but we just decide to think different. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I decided not to go to this honeymoon. When me and my wife married, we, I didn't even have a ring for my wife. She understood. She sacrificed. She didn't have, she didn't have a ring. <laughs> we didn't have a wedding when we get married, other than in front of a judge and her mom. Okay. But that was that, that was mm -hmm. the decision that was made because we had other goals and other plans and we did not want to interrupt that. Right. Somebody else would laugh I'm like, really? I said, Yeah, but I guarantee you over the years my wife is fine. Yeah. She she's she's financially set, believe me. My wife my wife flies first class around the world. Awesome. When <laughs> when when and I, and I don't say it with and I'm not not in an arrogant way. Because I had the plan, I had the goal, I had mm -hmm. I had the passion. And if it meant for me to reach that goal and reach that, for me to drive the 96 with no AC and no radio, no CD player, so be it. Yeah, it's worth car, it. Yes, the car was A, B. And when we start thinking like that, Dana, when we start thinking about every day you wake up, you have a piece of paper like this. Every day you say, you know what, for 30 days, Dana, I'm going to write everything I spend on a blank piece of paper every day. Mm -hmm. I'm going to live my life the way I've been living it forever. I'm not going to change anything. After 30 days, you're going to have 30 pages. You go and you go to at the end of each page. 30 days later, you're going to start. You're going to go back to page number one. And you're going to look at that first page and you say, okay, what was necessary? this day and what wasn't right what was crucial to my survival what wasn't and you put an x and then you do the math even if it comes up to one dollar which you and i Dana, know it's a lot more than one dollar if it's five dollars if it's ten dollars ten dollars you multiply that by 30 how much is that no that's 300 dollars, right yep but didn't you think if you have a small credit card the low balance that three hundred dollars a month would be sufficient to pay that that much faster this is this is the simplest yeah. way mm -hmm. and you and i know when you add daily for 30 days you will find a lot more than three hundred dollars of yeah. unnecessary spending it's all the i want lots you of impulse that, buy imagine what you can do in 12 months Exactly. And if you have $300 on a credit card and you're using that, you have interest to also pay. So it's more than $300. The small thing, because why? When we are in debt, we think about what's the magic, the magic so solution 
that's just going to elevate the debt today. I just want to know, Dana, I'm going to pay you $2,000. I'm going to put $2,000 on a credit card. I'm going to get a more debt so you can teach me the system how to be debt free. That is in one. Mm -hmm. That was the first mistake he made by paying $2,000 on another credit card. Yeah. Make a plan and look at yourself every single day. Mm -hmm. There is something called, you know, the debt snowball method. And there is something called the debt avalanche method. That snowball method, me, it's designed to do what? You look at your small, smaller balances, okay? Mm-hmm. And you become consistent and you stay persistent and you, and you put a plan to pay the smaller balance first. Exactly. Now, the debt avalanche method, you look at the accounts that have the highest interest rates. You stay in, you start paying towards those but again consistency consistency when you do something when, when you're consistent when you're doing it over and over every single month every single month i guarantee you you should not be in debt for a long and guess what a good car payment that you need for your family for yourself it's not to me it's not considered debt Having a mortgage, that's not considered debt. That's going to have it in your house and you get it. You're going to live in your home. Home builds value as long as you don't extend yourself. If you can live on a $1,500 mortgage, you should not pay $2,200 mortgage, right? Right. So a good car payment that you need that's dependable on a good mortgage, you should never put in, put it in your head as, man, there's so much debt in my mortgage and so much debt in my car. Because these you do need. You need yeah. something dependable. But guess what? When I say a good car payment, you know that $300 car payment and a $2,000 car payment, do you know they do the same thing? Oh, yeah. At the end, <laughs> it's a car that takes you from A to B. Oh, yeah, <laughs> for sure. And you work eight or nine hours a day, and the car is parked outside. Yeah. Subject to accidents, subject to hell, subject to bad weather. So you look at yourself like, I'm here struggling, working for a company. When I'm not, I'm not being, I'm not happy. I'm not appreciated. I'm not earning enough. What am I doing with my income? The spark, my income is outside. You follow me? Sparks outside. Yeah. All in our mind. Yeah, anybody definitely. could be debt free. Anybody could relieve themselves of their debt. It does. It's a paper. Write down the wants versus needs. Stay consistent with it. And I assure you, it works. Because... I've done it with many, 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 many people over my career and worked every single time. Now, if somebody decides to be sloppy and say, you know, it's a wishful thing that I wish I could be debt free, but I'm going to live my life. Please live it because that's not a life you're living. Right. Not a life. It's not. No, you're locked into your job at that point and you're okay with it and your hands on the hot burner and you're leaving it there. Yep. Yep. Hey, you're working. Look, you're working hard enough uh, not to get fired, and the employee is paying you just enough for you not to quit. Yep, that's what job means. Just over broke. That's it. That's it. Yep. And yet we're in debt. You know, let's gather more debt. You know, holiday season. Let's just expand ourselves. Let's just do it all. Yeah. And you know, come New Year, I'm gonna. You know, come beginning of the year, I'm gonna start saving. You're not gonna do that. Right. No year's no New Year's resolution is actually no, no. something that sticks. You know, so. uh, Les Brown said that 
in order for you to become what you want to be tomorrow, you have to be willing to sacrifice what you are today. Mm-hmm. So if today sacrificing the holiday season and sacrificing the trips and sacrificing the honeymoons and sacrificing this unnecessary debt and sacrificing that's a high dollar dinners and, and events and birthday parties. And if it's, if it's if that's what you want, I assure you, it hurts a little bit, but as, as you live it, as you're in it or consistent for 60 days, 90 days, you make, my God, I, I, I can feel it. Yeah, I'm making progress. But when, it, yeah, when it's yeah. done, it feels really good. Yeah, you have to be disciplined. You have to actually write this stuff down too so you can see it in black and white. Um, you know, one of my favorite sayings is that successful people lean into their fear. Most of it, if not all of it, is fear-based anyway. Everything that we do. Yep. So if you lean into your fear, like I don't like to be making videos for social media. I don't even post these videos, but I'm going to start <laughs> at yeah, some yeah, yeah. point. But that's like one of my fears because I've never really been on camera. But I have to lean into that for people to see me and for me to help them. <laughs> that's right. That's right. You know, fear, the definition of fear, and with respect to whomever said it, I, I could not remember the name and I don't want to take your credit for it. Fear is false evidence appearing real. Because mm-hmm. if you think about it, what's fear? Yeah, what is fear? It's Some false in our evidence. mind. And, and, and Les Brown said, fear knocked on the door, faith answered it, and no one was there. What does that mean? The day you say, you know what? I, 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 no, I'm, I'm done living this way. No, I, I'm going to. You, you, you said you're going to be on camera. Mm-hmm. Did you think I was on camera before? Did you, did you see me on the camera? I wasn't. Right. <laughs> but then I realized, Dana, that who am I and who am I talking to? I'm a human being. They're a human being sitting across from me. So what is it that I'm afraid of? Exactly. There is I nothing know. to fear. There is nothing to fear. The only fear you should have is the fear to never break away from your... Exactly. That's I it. love that. Mm-hmm. That's, that's it. That's it. When yes. You, when, when you buy in, when you, when you shackle yourself and you hold yourself down mm-hmm. and you have this deep, long, 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 long shackle and, and, you, and you're holding yourself, to the bottom, but on the same time as you're the stargazers, you're like, I, mean, I want to reach the, st- the stars, but please hold me tight down here, though. Hold me tight. You know, we <laughs> hold ourselves so down, and then we want to reach the stars because those are stargazers and not dreamers. Exactly. You know, dreamers are the ones that wake up in the morning and really, 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 really put to work. They put a plan. They say relentless. They do the Robin, they do the Robin rule. You know the Robin rule, Dana? Robin rule, the art is for relentless you have to be relentless of what you want you have to be willing to do the work you have to be willing to do the work oh you have to be overcoming you can't just stop at the first stop you can't quit right at the first obstacle and b you have to believe it because if you believe it you can achieve it i you have to be involved you have to do the work you have to give it 100 percent. you have to get up every single day breathing it dreaming it wanting it working for it fighting for it sweating for it bleeding for it and and mm-hmm. For never giving up. That's what the Robin formula. Anybody, any industry, household, business, relationship, if we all practice the Robin rule in anything we do in life, 
I assure you, we will be in a much better place. The Robin we rule. We don't want to do that. We don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Nope. That was fantastic, Zach. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, I'm passionate about this. I'm I'm really I'm really passionate. I I'm really I just I look back because if I go back on time now, this day, this time, they know right now at this moment, people that people that I know at the city where I live back in Northern Africa in a third world country, I know people now without electricity and water. And guess what? And they refuse to borrow electricity from a neighbor because said no, because if I borrow, I have to pay him. I can't afford to pay for it. So I rather use candle lights. I'm not going to extend myself. And we have everything here we need, and we extend ourselves so much because who cares? What's the worst that can happen? I can charge it off. Yeah. Principles are gone, you know. Principles are gone. You know, it's mm-hmm. important for someone from somewhere else. And I'm, there are many of them in here, people. There are a lot of people here with principles. He says, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to put my head down for anyone. I rather. It's okay. I'll drive my car in the summertime without an AC. It's okay for me to sweat. I'm not going to put myself in debt to get a compressor and free on and spend $1,500 when that $1,500 is going to put me in debt. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to struggle until I save some money to the end of the year and I will fix my car. People that have, they value the sacrifice. But here is, oh, it's okay. Let's just do it. Credit card, great. You know, relationship, the majority of them are fake, you know, really fake relationship, you know. You know, we show the love and care, and I'm going to go and get a ring, and then guess what? Things don't work out, you charge it off. Okay. So the person you care about the most, you bought her a ring, or you bought him a ring, whatever the case might be, and then you decide not to pay for it. Great. Why? Because there are no consequences. I love your picture behind you. Your picture behind you. Believe and succeed. I love it. Believe and succeed. That's it. You believe it, you achieve it. It's as simple as that. But you have to do the work. Between believing it and achieving it, there are a lot of steps. But both, all of the steps are in between believing and achieving. Believing mm-hmm. and succeeding. There is a lot of sweat, tear, blood, hard work, sleepless night, you know, terrifying moment. But once you believe that it can be done, the sky is the limit. The yeah. sky is the limit. Exactly. Where can people find you online, Zach? ZachTalilySpeaker.com or ZachTalily on Facebook, ZachTalily on Instagram. Uh, my website is very, very easy to get to. Uh, my All of my contact information, email, Zach at ZachTalilySpeaker.com is uh, my email. My phone number there, you know, you reach out. Uh, my team will get right back with you. I'm, I'm, I'm very easy to find. All you have to do okay. Google Zach Talili. If you Google Zach Talili, you won't miss me. Sounds good. I'm going to put all of that in the description of the episode and let me catch up with you really quick afterwards. But that was a fantastic conversation. I completely loved every single second of that. That was great. Thank you, Dana. Thank you. I enjoyed you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for being here. My pleasure. Please like, review, and subscribe to this podcast and follow me on Instagram at Dana.Hernandez.Agent as well as checking out our new website, GetSmartWithMoneyPodcast.com.